Welcome to the Morning Sky Show with Super Sly 75. You're listening to onthewakeupradio.com. Sign up for otwtube.com, uncensored free speech platform. Shout out to our super producer, Cindy Ashby. All shows are live on thewakeupradio.com. Catch replays on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio, as well as otwtube.com. And now back to your host, Super Sly 75. All right, give me give me a quick sound check first before I go on my rant. Give me a real quick sound check. Give me a yay or a nay. Give me a yay or a nay. Because we have some BS to pick apart. Listen, I have no problems admitting when I'm wrong. None. But what I saw last night was a fix. What I watched last night is a poorly thrown fight. Okay? I still am of the belief that Sonny Liston was told to throw the fight against Ali the first time. I know a th- this was the worst th- thrown fixed fight I've ever seen since. What is another fixed fight that was, it was, oof. This was the worst one. The absolute worst one. No, 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 no. Don't give me what Bud did. What, 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 we going we gonna to get into this. We're going to do this thing right now. Exactly. Never, ever has he ever... Now, now they want to mention him. Now they want to mention Floyd with uh, uh, Bud with Floyd. Can can Bud get to fifty and oh like Floyd? <laughs> Bud couldn't even sell out his own PPV. This is like his first PPV sold out. This man can't sell fights. What we witnessed last night was a very poorly thrown. Fix. And and for everybody that's commenting, please tell me when you've ever seen Errol Spence fight this poorly. Oh, wait, wait. You're going to say he's never faced an opponent as good as Bud. Really now. Because I could say the same for Bud's record. Bud doesn't have a stellar record of, of former world champs and former number ones, right? When in 29 fights have you ever seen Errol Spence fight this poorly? It does he, we're, we're sitting here looking like this. Who is this guy? Who, <laughs> we're sitting there watching this like, who is this guy? What, who, who is this? Who's in this meat suit? Who is in this meat suit? And then when he came out with Eminem and Eminem touched his shoulder, 
I said, don't nigga, don't 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 think that. When I when I saw Eminem touch his shoulder, I was like, nah, I'm tripping. It ain't gonna. They wouldn't do it to this fight. <laughs> I was like, they wouldn't do it in this fight. Sure enough, they did. Man, if y'all get the fuck out of here with this nonsense, y'all don't want to hear nothing. Matter of fact, nope, nope, nope. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it because when when we talking football, Wilder Fury 2, there you go. That was atrocious. (laughs) I don't want to hear what the fuck y'all talking about. That fight was fixed. That fight. Yeah, Spence was the draw. Terrence can't sell PPVs on his own. Never have until this fight. I, I, you, we, we will never see eye to eye on this. Now, I get it. I'm the first one to tell y'all, were you not entertained, right? When y'all, were you not entertained? So, wait, wait. Y'all mean to tell me, uh-uh, they didn't touch this fight. This was a legit fight, right? There was no nothing with this one. But any other sporting event, we talk about, ah, man, they gave it to him and all this, the tuck rule. Y'all still talk about the tuck rule. We got football preseason starts in three, four days. <laughs> Y'all still talk about the tuck rule with Brady. <laughs> but not this fight. Not not Bud. No, 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 no. <laughs> Bud won that. Fair and square. <laughs> you would have an argument if you can show me two to three fights where Spence fought this bad and then somehow rallied his way back to, to pull out a pull out a miraculous win at the end. You've never seen this champ fight this poorly ever. Even those that lose and get outclassed don't get outclassed this bad. Stop playing with me, man. Stop playing with me. Never. Never. You've never seen a man get beat this bad. Stop. Y'all think Bud is that good. You mean to tell me out of 29 fights, y'all have seen Bud Thoroughly decimate somebody of Arrow's pedigree. That's what y'all want to tell me right now? This is what you want to tell me. This is what y'all telling me right now. I'm not a hater. Okay? By no stretch of the imagination. I'm still mad that Felix Trinidad got beat up the way he did by Bernard Hopkins. Because Bernard Hopkins didn't want to come down to Tito's weight. He made Tito go up, go up to, to, to meet Bernard, Bernard Hopkins. I'm still mad about that fight. Tito was never the same after what Bernard did to him. Unfairly, Tito had no business jumping up to Bernard's weight. I'm still mad. Pacquiao beat Sweet Pea. I'm still mad. Pacquiao beat Sweet Pea. Yeah. Yeah. Fixed. Yeah, he still would have lost. Okay. Like I said, I'm I'm all for fixed fights, but at least don't make it so obvious. I'm all for a fixed fight. Don't make it so obvious. 
y'all still going <laughs> glove gate. Yeah, y'all going to really sit here and be like, "Bud is that good?" Stop. 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 Y'all sounded crazy at this point. <laughs> the ref should have stopped that fight in round seven. And then they stopped the fight in round nine. I was like, oh, numbers again. So we're going to play the numbers game. What, is number, what does number nine mean for all y'all numbers heads? Right? I know they just so happened to stop the, stop the fight in round nine. So, okay. We, we like to play games. What, is, what does nine mean? Let me get caught up in these comments. <laughs> Y'all better stop playing these games with me, man. I'm not mad at the fix. I'm mad at how poorly it was, it was, it was played out. Bud had what? Eight rounds to one? Eight rounds to, I was, I don't know what their scorecards were. I had it eight rounds to one. Ridiculous. So when he, when he got knocked out, knocked down the first time in the first, I said, oh no, this is how it's going to go. When he got knocked down the first, we're like, this is how y'all going to do this. This is how y'all going to, y'all don't even give a fuck. Y'all not even going to play, make it even look good. You're not even going to make it look good. I, 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 I didn't make any bets. You cannot be a fan of boxing. You cannot be a student of this sport and sit here and tell me with a straight face that was, that was a legit fight. Don't do this to me. Don't do this to me. Don't do this to me. We all grew up watching Hagler, Hearns, uh, uh, Roger, Duran, uh, uh, Kostya Zoo, Sweet Pea. We all grew up watching all these fights. The one guy nobody wanted to fight. What was his name? Uh, not Hawkins. The heavy, the heavy, the heavy puncher that nobody wanted to fight. What was his name, y'all? The Hawk. That was his name. He he used to beat up people, like beat up his wife and beat up kids and shit. What was the, that was his nickname, the Hawk? What Vincent Jackson or some shit? <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> somebody somebody help me out real quick. Who was the guy that nobody wanted to fight? Yeah, what it was the Hawk? It was him. Julian. Julian, yeah, yeah. Julian Jackson. Right? Nobody. Nobody wanted. Uh, 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 Sugar Ray didn't want to fight. Hearns didn't want to fight. Hagler didn't want to. Nobody. They all ducked this dude. This, this dude. Oh, let's go back to the thrill in Manila. Let's go back to Ali versus Foreman. Why did Foreman? Ali was there a month ahead of the fight. Why was Ali in Africa for a, an, an entire month before the fight? Why George Foreman literally show up two to three weeks before the fight? Let's, let's take this thing back. Let's take this thing all the way back. Okay. Why was Ali in Africa for an entire month before the fight and George Foreman only shows up 
two to three weeks because you know they were fighting at an, at an elevated height. So if you know you're fighting at an elevated height, why would you wait two to three weeks to show up before the fight, knowing your fighter is not acclimated to the conditions, knowing he ain't got the win? Do we, are you, do we still? You're not, you know what I mean, not Fraser, but I meant, I meant, uh, I mean, his fight with Ken Norton. I'm talking Ken Norton. Yeah, I'm doing this. Yeah, I'm doing this. I'm going there. You know what the fuck I'm talking about. It's not about trying to correct me. Once again, somebody answer the question. If you know you're fighting in an elevated, uh, elevated climate altitude, why, why did Foreman only show up two to three weeks before the fight? Why? Ali was there for an entire month. An entire month. Yeah, I'm going there. Yeah, I'm going there. Yeah, nobody wanted to fight Julian Jackson. Nobody wanted to fight Julian Jackson. <laughs> I'm just saying. If you if y'all really believe Cassius Clay beat Sonny List in that first fight, I don't know what to tell I don't know what to tell you. Nobody legit believes that that fight that was real. Nobody legit believes Ali beat Liston. Nobody. Nobody. Even the white boys be like, nah. <laughs> wait, wait. So either the mob ran boxing or it didn't. So now y'all want to pick and choose who the mob didn't fight so they didn't influence. Come on, you can't have it both ways, man. Either the mob still runs boxing or they don't. So now when I talk about the cartels that run the Mexican fighters, y'all, nah, come on, Sly. Don't, nah, nah, what you fuck you talking about? Nah, nah, Sly. So we, we, don't, we don't believe the cartels run the Mexican fighters. Yeah, sure, you got the zone with, with Canelo, but he answers to somebody in the cartels. Yes or no? Yes or no? Yes or no? Hold on, let me check something real quick. Let me check something real quick. Okay, I just want to make sure I wasn't, I wasn't buffering. Okay. Okay. So, we picking and choosing. That's fine. That's fine. I'm, I don't, I'm not, once again, I don't care he lost. But at least put on a good show. Don't make it so obvious. Okay, it's really just that simple. Now, what happens moving forward? I don't know. You know, this this beating reminded me of how Tito looked after Bernard Hopkins. Yeah, the phantom punch, the punch that ne was never thrown. <laughs> this beating that Spence took at 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 the behest of whoever told him to say, "You're gonna have to take this one on the chin." I don't think he can come back from this. I mean, that man legit sounded heartbroken. He sounded like he, ah, yeah, this is just like Tito versus, versus Bernard Hopkins, man. And Tito was never the same after that fight. And I would not be surprised to say the same thing. Yeah, he goes up to 154, but he ain't, he ain't gonna be the same fighter, man.
he ain't gonna be the same fighter. Um, what what do we get? Butts? Uh, we get Bud maybe versus Boots Ennis. I don't think Boots Ennis is ready for uh, Bud at this point. I think Boots needs another couple tougher fights. You know, I don't know. Does Bud go see one of the Charlos at one fifty four? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I'm still upset about. This could have been w- better played out. I just don't like, you know what I'm saying? Don't don't make it so obvious to me. You know what I'm saying? Wh- why why rematch? Yeah, I, I heard he activated the rematch clause. I don't want to see a rematch at 154. For what? For what? For what? Rematch for what? Rematch for what? Even if you let him fight at 154. If it's going to be the same result, the same, you know, show, I don't want to be bothered with it. I'm so glad I didn't, I didn't pay this money for this, for this nonsense. Once again, I'm waiting for y'all to tell me in 29 fights, when have you ever seen Spence fight like this? Have no answers, no contingency plans, no adjustments. Like, you mean for, for nine rounds, this dude went in the same way. No adjustments. When when have you ever? Come on, mate. Don't play. Let's not do this. When have you ever seen a champion fighter not make adjustments after a couple rounds? You know what I'm saying? Like he made no. Oh. 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 This man is a world champion. You mean to tell me his ring IQ all of a sudden took a took a a, a took a vacation now all of a sudden all i hear now is bud's ring iq when have you ever heard anybody talk about bud's ring iq it's never mentioned they never talk about bud's ring iq sit y'all asses down quit playing with me man yeah he what's the plan boss what's the plan boss Spence doesn't make adjustments. Like, what adjust? You know what? Y'all got it. Y'all got it. <laughs> Whatever. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Whatever works for y'all. Whatever works for y'all. I'm over it, man. <laughs> yeah, didn't switch. Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> You're not going to try to switch a stance. <laughs> I don't know. Seriously? <laughs> Seriously, seriously, <laughs> seriously. So y'all have never seen. A, I, I don't mean a contender. I'm talking a world champ fight like this, this poorly. Okay, wait, 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 wait. The last time. Okay, you, if, if you if you want to say Canelo versus Floyd, that was a legit outclassing. And as as bad as Floyd beat up Canelo, Canelo still was trying to figure out a way to get to Floyd. This that that Floyd Canelo beat down pales in comparison to this. I don't know who the hell was in was in uh Arrow's meat suit. It wasn't the spirit of Arrow. Once again, please. Tell me, when have you ever seen a world champion 
get outclassed this bad in a championship fight. Just find me one fight and I'll shut up. Shakur at Val Valdez. Okay, outclassed is one thing. This was not an outclassing. This was like, hey, do the Homer Simpson thing. Just wait till he gets tired throwing punches, and then you throw one punch and knock him out. That's for nine rounds. This man didn't make. He made no adjustments, no adjustments, and then it it dragged on for two rounds too late. Should have ended it in round seven. All right. Okay, once again, y'all find me in all the history of championship fights between champions where a champion just basically took the night off. I, I, uh, okay. All right. Okay, I, I guess. Like I said, when <laughs> when Eminem touched his shoulder, I was like, please don't. I'm... I was like, don't do this. Don't don't do this to me, universe. Y'all playing, right? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> it's okay. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, y'all wasn't saying all this shit when Tyson, y'all wasn't giving Tyson Fury credit for beating Wilder. Hey, matter of fact. Wilder got beat so niggas was so upset. Like I heard a collective sigh across the across America. All niggas was like, oh man. <laughs> after that, after that second um t- uh, Fury Wilder fight, I heard a collective's I heard a collective all the niggas just in, in the in the America just like, oh man. <laughs> so now right <laughs> niggas across the country was like, oh Wilder, you was rooting for you, bro. You know what I'm saying? How is Spence trash? How is Spence trash? Y'all killing me now. Look at all these Monday night quarterbacks coming out to play. When have you, when has ever anyone said Spence was trash? Now all of a sudden he's trash. Okay. Okay. So if if he goes to 154 and and routes everybody, is he going to be trash still? Now Spence is ass. Now Spence's ass. Boy, y'all, boy, y'all, y'all a tough crowd. Y'all a tough crowd. Yeah, I was hurt when Wilder got, man, niggas across the country, everybody was hurt. Everybody was hurt. Hey, Tyron Woodley? Yeah. <laughs> Tyron Woodley, did. we was like, ah, Tyron, come on, man. Listen, we got one champ left. We got one black champ left that that matters to me the most out of all these guys. That is John Jones. That's the only fight I care about. Fuck everybody y'all talking about. John Jones is who I I will you know rest my hat upon. Whew. You know what? Let me see. Let me see something real quick. Charlo is one fifty one fifty four. Division. Hold on, let's look up something. Boxing. Yeah, this thing already knows what I want. All right, let's take a look at who Spence will be facing at 154. All right. Let's take a look. Are these the top? Oof, there's 100. 100. There's 114 fighters 
at 154. So let's do this. Where does where does Spence start off? So let's say I, I don't I don't it it cry okay so they're both jumping up to 154. Okay. Let's see where I only care about um Spence at this point. So who would be a good starting point for Spence? Because you got to figure he's going to take at least a year off. I, I would I would have Spence take a year off. And plus, y'all act like Bud is, is young. Bud is 35. He ain't got but a couple years left, man. Y'all better stop. Come on, come back to reality. But let's 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 talk Spence first. Let's go to the top 50 fighters at 154. And let's see where Spence w- 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 could possibly start off at. Who would be a good warm-up fight for, for Spence's first fight at 154 one year from now? One year from now. Yeah, man, listen. I try and tell everybody, man. Heavyweight, light heavyweight, John Jones is the best. Whether he's on coke or not. Shane Mosley was a great... I, I'm not saying anything against Shane or, you know, but I, I don't know what you... Used to wear is that? Well, I'm not. I'm not sure what you what you're getting at, bro. I'm just talking strictly Spence right now, and where he be, where he goes to at 154. We got Benavidez at 41, Metcalf, Booker, Hernandez, Callum Walsh, Ocampos, Matt Jesse Vargas. Okay, I'm not worried about anybody in after, let's say. Okay, to top 4154s. Could Spence beat Jeff Horn? Could Spence beat Benavidez Jr.? Could Spence beat Vargas? Jared Hurd. These are no slouches. 154 is a very stacked. Very tough division. Or a weight class, rather. This ain't going to be no walk in the park for anybody. He can beat Jeff Horn? I don't know, man. That would be a, that would be a tough out. I don't know. Yo, I like uh, in, in New Way. The little Japanese dude, I like him. I want to see, you know what? I would like to see Tank come down and to fight uh, the little Japanese dude. I would love to see Tank come down there and and tap that boy's jaw jaw a couple times. Will it happen? Probably not. There might be too much weight for Tank to cut. I'm not sure. Uh, Let's see, 154 doesn't matter unless Charlo Twin give up his belts or good, but... You know what? I'm just saying. Once again, I hear what y'all saying. I hear what y'all saying. You don't become world champ with just a... (laughs) Okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Everybody, all opinions are welcome. Where does Spence start? Y'all saying he could possibly be Jeff Horn. I think Jeff Horn would be a tough out. And Jeff Horn is sitting at... I don't know necessarily this is their ranking. Is this their ranking? No, that's just their ranking. 
No, I guess this is it. Well, their ceiling rather. Jeff Horn it would be, a, I think, a scary fight for uh, for Spence. Like his first fight at 154. A year later, coming from this this fight with uh, with Bud, I don't know. I don't know. So then, when we get to the let's say the top thirty, Garcia, Jared Hurd, Jared Hurd would be a tough fight. Jared Hurd be a tough fight. Could could Spence beat Tony Harrison? Could Spence beat Tony Harrison? Spence beats up Horn. I I believe t- yeah, Tank is that good. Tank is that good. Well, how is he not that good? It, I, yeah, if Tank, I, I would like to see Tank drop weight and go and go or at least fight in you in your way at at a, at a catch weight. That would be nice if they fought at a catch weight. Okay. Her went up to one sixty. Okay. I'm just wondering, could could Spence beat Tony Harrison? Okay, you say no. Spence couldn't beat Tony Harrison. So is there anybody in in this top 10 that he could possibly beat? Could he beat Tim Zhu? Brian Costanza? Oh, geez, I don't know, man. Ramos? I don't know, man. I don't know. Could he beat anybody in this in this top ten right now? If we're, if we're gonna go off what we saw last night or last night, that I would say no. You say yes. I've heard that too, but until we see any type of sparring footage, I don't, I don't know. He could beat Tony Harrison. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. Who has Tank fought? Does that not mean he's not a good fighter? I don't. I've not heard anyone say he's not a good or great fighter. Same two punch jab and attack the body. That's boo boo. I don't know. It got him. It got him some belts. I don't know. It can't be that boo-boo. I mean, you got a, a few million and, and got him a couple belts. You know, I don't I don't know. Okay. Oh, let's do this. Let me let me look around. Okay. Let's do the rankings here. So now I'm sure this was not this is not uh, updated from last night. So let's go down to 154. Here we go. All right. These are the top 15. I don't know how, how how recent this is, but where does Spence fit in all this? Hell, where where does Bud fit in all this? 
okay, yeah, Ramos, Ramos would be, I don't think that, that would not be a good first fight for, for him. I don't know, y'all. I don't know. Where, where, where does Spence fit in all this? I mean, these, these the big boys. Shit, I don't know. I don't know, y'all. I don't know. You, you think Spence should go with another trainer? See, I wanted to see Tank and, and Haney. I wanted to see Haney, uh, Haney and Shakur. I think Shakur beats Haney because Haney doesn't have the power. Now, Haney is a very, very technically proficient fighter. Like, his skill set is, is, is crazy, but Shakur has pop. I think Shakur stops, would stop Haney uh, in the late rounds of a fight. Uh oh, I don't have my, I don't have my Wi-Fi. So I don't have my, um, hold up. <laughs> wait, 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 hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold up. Let me, um, wait, wait, wait. Let me turn on my Bluetooth. Hold on. Let me turn on my Bluetooth. Hold up. Hold up. Give me a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Hello? Okay. I can hear you now. I'm going to talk my shit. You know what? Weren't you the same? No, 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 no. Let me finish. Weren't you the same person who said, oh, Buddy's going to get his ass beat? I did I, say that. I, I did. Yeah. I, 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 I legit yes, did. Yesterday, I saw a slave whipping. I saw a slave whipping. What I, I saw, saw, I saw was a very poorly thrown fixed fight. No, I don't think that. Don't say that, man. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, out, I'm, I'm, sorry. I'm outside. These motherfuckers can't drive. And they, these motherfuckers just doing all this shit with their cars going nowhere. Sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and that was not like that was not a poorly fixed fight, in my opinion. I think Terrence Crawford was being disrespected by American boxing fans because he didn't saw what stand with the black brother Al Heyman. Wait, wait, wait! He's been disrespected. But part of that, that problem was he kept talking trash about black fighters and black promoters, all the while being signed Ooh. to Bob Arum. Who, who, when, when, when did he ever talk shit about black fighters? He's never talked shit He's about always black fighters. Man, man, they got all types of... When? When? You know when? what? I'll tell you, you what. I'll tell you what. Me. I'm going to go back through the Twitter, and I'll find all the clips of him talking smack about black fighters and black promoters. No, uh, let me tell you something. Bud is not someone who's going to be talking crazy shit about people. The reason why people don't him. like Bud is ideology. You yes, you you and I both know that niggas like niggas and niggas like a hierarchy. And if you and if you are successful without the niggas approval, they're gonna feel a fucking way about that. But let's talk about the X's and O's and what we really hear. Boxing, right? Okay. Ultimately, the better skill fighter won. And all and, and if you saw from the first round on, didn't Errol Spence win that first round? That's well, debatable. It depends on who you who you ask. I, I only had him winning. Okay. I only had him winning. I think rounds. Oof, was it round three or four? I'm not sure. I had him winning one round all together. How many rounds did you have him winning? If you had him win, I, I had him winning uh, the first round. The uh, everything else was a wash. Exactly. From uh, Terrence Crawford. Hear, hear me out here. I honestly believe that if Earl Spence would have fought him earlier, it would have been a better fight. And Earl Spence had a better chance of winning. I never, every time I told you if Earl Spence or Terrence Crawford would have fought, 
What did I tell you? Terrence Crawford was going to win demonstratively, right? Okay. I'm with you. Here's my problem. I want you to tell me, when have you ever seen a world champion fight so poorly in a championship fight? Davey Moore versus uh, Roberto Duran. Arturo Gotti versus uh, Floyd Mayweather. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, I remember, I remember, I remember the Floyd Gotti fight. Wait a minute. Okay, let oh, let's do this. Outclassed is one thing. I'm talking like this guy went into the ring. Like who is in this person's Calzaghi body? Calzaghi Lacey, Joe Calzaghi versus Jeff Lacey. I gave you four fights. That, that, that we don't you care know, about Calzaghi Lacey. We're talking about a fight of no, no, this no, magnitude. That. That's, a, that's, a, that, that's a fight of heavy magnitude. Well, not Calzaghi Lacey? You, yo, that was one of the big fights in the 2000s. Everybody thought Lacey was going to beat Calzaghi. What happened? You answered, You asked me a question, Sly. Okay, when, let me let me rephrase my question. Talk to me. I got all. I got all the answers. Yeah, I've I've never seen a champion. I've never seen a champion just with no game plan, no backup plan, make no make not even attempt to make adjustments. None. I've never seen a a champion. Earl Spence's. Let me tell you something. Earl Spence's game is predicated off of a a very active right jab and a hard straight left hand and body work. Okay. Usually the uh, is usually the bigger fighter in the ring and the stronger fighter in the ring. He just couldn't do that to Bud because Bud is as physically strong and Bud is a lot more crossier. If you're going to sell that, you got to remember, Earl Spence has been doing this uh, game plan with fighters like this for the longest of time. If at the end of the day, you do the same thing every fight, and if, I implore you, if you sit down and analyze Earl Spence's, uh, I, I know I get what you're plan? saying. He likes to pressure the, yeah. and and then use his strength and, and and wait to kind of overpower and just keep come keep. It, I get all that. You try to do that with you try to do that with an elite fucking wrestler too. How silly are you? And you know why his game plan was so fucked up? He had Derek James. Derek James is not a good coach. I'm about and to hey, say he needs to he needs to he needs a needs to change coach. I agree. I, I understand boxers are supposed to be minded so they're able to uh, you know adjust uh, instantaneously but that's not all boxes uh, not all boxes are created the same okay as you can see where uh, so so let me ask like you this there. so where do you h- how do you th- what do you think about Spence's ring IQ Spence's ring IQ is not bad it's just certain people are just too fluid if he meets if he was going to uh, beat Bud Crawford, he would have to fight Crawford at an angle. He would have to, you know, make sure that when he throws his combinations, he's out of the way. He would have to move his head. He would have to do a lot of things. Okay. I, I can tell you the, the first knockdown, right, the second round, Terrence touched him with a jab to the belly, right? Yeah. And he tried to get that right back. And what he didn't realize, Terrence actually bit on that jab to the stomach. Had he just fainted in and came over with a right hook left hand, he possibly could have got a knockdown on hurt Crawford Baggy. But he tried to get it back. Like, ultimately, he was doing whatever Crawford uh, was doing to him. Because usually, Spence is able to, you know, control the center of the ring with his jab. But Crawford had better reach. In a better reach, better. Uh, I didn't forward, realize his reach was that long. I, 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 you're right. I give you that. I didn't realize Bud's reach. I didn't know he had three inches on of reach on, on Spence. I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah, bro. I, yo, like, I, 
you know I'm very clicked up in this boxing game. And there's uh, I, uh, my OGs, my big bros. Was that? Uh, uh, yeah, no, no, real talk. No, uh, I'm with my you. big I, bros. I, I, listen, I don't mind him losing. Don't lose like it's this. The way he lost so demonstratively and so violently, I can understand that. But my thing is, ideology is this. The reason why people do not like Terrence Crawford is because he did not sign with Al Heyman. And they view Bob Arum as a piece of shit. Yes, that that Kazar is a scumbag. And not not because of Terrence Crawford. It's because of all the other shit he did in boxing. you got to remember, Top Rank used to be a black-owned company. Right, right. Talk about it. Talk about it. Yes. Yeah. Yes, go there. Yes. <laughs> and, and what happened? He took over it. Like, people don't understand this stuff. You you know this better than anybody, bro. You know how uh, when black people have something go, good going on, a la fucking Michael Jordan selling uh, selling his stick of uh, the Charlotte Hornets to, to them people. Yo, if they control this world, they're going to they gonna take the best of the best. You know that. But now, let me give you some history on Bob Arum. Bob Arum did fights in South Africa under the brutal apartheid regime of the Africaners. He took fucking the middleweight championship away from fucking Marvin Hagler for nine years in the 70s. I remember No that. one ever brings that up. Yeah, yeah. Talk about no, it. No one brings, brings that up. So ultimately, I understand why people don't like Bob Arum. But one thing about Bob Arum, he does put on great fights. You know, you know Hagler Hearns was under Bob Arum. People fail to realize that. Right. So... Ultimately, as much as a piece of shit he is, number one, it's in their nature to hate black people for obvious reasons. They ain't us. And number two, whatever brings the most money, he's going to do. Now, back to Terrence Crawford and basically how the boxing sentiment against him is skewed. I think people don't like Terrence Crawford because Terrence Crawford is not somebody that's going to be all in your face. He's not going to be doing interviews with you. He's not going to give you fucking uh, photos if he doesn't fuck with you. He's just going to give you the cold shoulder. Errol Spence is the all-American boy that, oh, he's going to give you the uh, the uh, the time of day. He's going to give you the, the quotables. He's going to give you the, uh, the access to him. And that's why people like Errol Spence, coupled with the fact the hood likes Earl Spence for some weird reason, even though Terrence Crawford is from the fucking hood, because I never knew North Omaha to be a fucking suburb. But now back to what's back to the uh, back to basically the boxing at hand. Terrence Crawford was a better cerebral boxer, and he saw patterns. Like I was watching the fight early on, that first round, Terrence Crawford saw that hey, Earl Spence would not bring his uh, hands back. Like, when Earl threw that sad job that got him countered and ultimately knocked down in the second round, you know what happened? He came over the top with the left and came over the top with the right. All right, let me ask you this. And, uh, let me ask you this. Did Spence look did, did Spence look a little dehydrated last night? All of them look dehydrated. You make him 147 pounds and you're, and you're mid to late 30s, you're going to look emaciated. I don't want to hear that. And if Earl Spence, won't make excuses. Why are we making excuses for it? I'm not listen. I'm not making excuses. I'm just saying I like my productions a little bit more. You know, on the edge of my seat. Okay, let me tell you something. If Earl Spence wasn't a drunkard, 
Do you think this fight would have been a lot different or no? Now, you know what, the alcohol thing, I don't think he never he never kicked it or, or, or really, I just think he hit it. Yo, He's still hiding it better than what he normally would. Let, 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 let me tell you something. Ever since the Sean Porter fight, that kid has not been the same. I agree. If the Earl Spencer, if the Earl Spencer came in to fight Lamont Peterson, came in that ring, we would have had an all-time great fight. Yeah. But I still think Earl would have lost because you can't, if someone is more skillful than you and can do more things in the ring than you, what do you expect? There's going to be a cup. There's going to be a time that the patterns are going to show and you're going to keep doing it because we are creatures of habit. So Terrence Crawford exploded those, uh, you know, those holes. And unfortunately for you, man, he got his ass beat. All right, so let me ask man, you this. He didn't get his ass beat. How, how do they do Nothing. at 154? How do they do at 154? Depending on how good uh, Earl Spence fucking recovers, man, because he took a horrendous beat. You don't, you don't come back from shit like that. I, I agree. I think he's a, he's a changed, if not broken man at this point. I think he takes a year off. Uh... But, like, we also got to look at it from here. Outside of the physical calamity that was bestowed upon him, because that's really cool what the fuck it is, mentally, how do you think he's going to come back from that? I don't think he does. I think he ends up like Felix uh, Tito Trinidad. Tito Trinidad, you got you to gotta understand this. Tito Trinidad won, that title, won the title at 160, and he and he won that tournament. So he he won that tournament. So ultimately, that uh, that beef that you have with Bernard Hopkins and him that doesn't make any sense. Tito Tito did what he was supposed to do. And Bernard did what he was supposed to do. Yeah. I remember. I think I think after the Vargas fight, after the Vargas fight, that was his last fight at fifty four. He had nothing to prove there. So ultimately, why why bring him back down to a weight class that you know? I think he, no money. I, I think Tito should have fought Bernard at a catch weight and not at Bernard's weight. And then plus Hopkins with his dirty fighting, that ugh, it was just he was no, he was visibly never the same after that fight. But um Um let me ask you, so does does Bud go up to one fifty four at this point? I think Bud could, could go up to one fifty four. Oh okay, wait, wait. Bef- okay, let me ask you, does right. he do you think he'll fight boots before he does that? Is uh, boots is you- boots ready for Bud? Is Boots ready for Bud? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I agree. Oh, okay. Well, here's why. Um, because I think Boot, Boots hasn't been going through the fire. Yeah, he hasn't let's had, a, had a, let's keep... No, I agree. He hasn't had a, a, any tough, real tough fights like like that. He's just he's just been vastly better than all that of his Ukrainian, opponents. You know, that Ukrainian dude? Let's keep it above. That Ukrainian dude that he fought prior to Roman Vila was outboxing him and, and, and embarrassing him. He won he won he won, he won all of that, but like ultimately it was just like he didn't look good. Okay. So do you think Okay, so Go ahead. you were talking about uh uh, uh, who can Earl Spence beat in the top fifteen? Well, who I should, should who this. should who should be his good uh, first fight back at, at that at that weight? One sixty four has been notoriously hard, a hard weight class. So I look at it from this perspective: you will have to get a contender that's on its way up, but not that good. Mm-hmm. Because one fifty four, like if he fights Sasano, he gets fucked up. Yeah. Bad. 
Castano beat him in the amateurs. A lot of people don't know that. And just like, I don't think he beats Erickson Lubin. I like 154, it's just a tough weight class. Especially it is. after the athlete. Like, think about it. You want to fight Erickson Lubin right after Terrence uh, Crawford? Your career's over. You think you think he's gonna be Fundura? I think the only person he can actually beat is that tall, lanky motherfucker Fundura. All right, how, how do you talk. how do you see it for uh, for Bud if he if he goes to one fifty four? Uh, Bud at one fifty four can do well, but it's just like, yo, I'm two weight, two time undisputed in the fall belt era. I've done something that no one else has done. To be dead ass honest with you. If if I'm gonna continue my career, I'm gonna start beating up on them young boys at 47. But ultimately, as as great as Crawford is, he turns 36 in September. Yep. Do you think? Do you think he just wants? You think it's gonna boil his blood to uh, go through that hell again and no, fight Jaron I'd, I'd say I think it'd be a huge mistake for him to jump up to 154. He's there's no way he's ready for a guy like Charlo. Charlo struggled to make 154, and he wasn't going to fight Tim Zhu. Tim Zhu, that fight was completely nixed after he got his hand after he got his hand fucked up because Charlo don't got the balls to go to fucking Australia. Oh, he's the champion. There's more money in Australia. And last time I checked, prize fighting is about fighting for what? A prize. A prize. Yeah. 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 Yes. And yeah. these people are not fit. These people are not monetarily sound or financially sound at all. These motherfuckers are dumb, bro. How the fuck are you going to let Al Heyman stop you from fucking getting your bread? Uh, you know, you, let me tell you something. Your, your boy Al Heyman, right? Stop Deontay Wilder from getting $120 million to fight fucking Anthony Joshua twice. It was going to be a, it's going to be a, a rematch in the UK or in the US for whoever won. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> and mind you, you you people exalt this piece of shit, but they say, oh, Al Heyman this, Al Heyman that. So why did Al Heyman not let his fighter fight fucking Anthony Joshua? If Joshua was so chinny and so trash, it would have been easy for him to get those fucking, uh, easy for a while to get those belts, right? I agree. This is the shit that, this is the shit that pisses me off because, Al Heyman has stopped a lot of fucking fighters from getting life-changing money. And I don't like that dude, bro. Because ultimately, we got to call it for what it is. I don't give a fuck about ideology. I don't care about none of that. If you can get me the bread that I need, that I can change my family life, cool. Hey, if I got to do the rituals, most likely I'm going to have to do that. Fuck you. Pay me. I want to the one who's going to make sure I get paid afterwards, right? That's what's so up. Ultimately, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so ultimately, if Matchroom is giving Javante Kent Davis $8 million to fight fucking uh, Kevin Farmer and he turns it down because of uh, Floyd Mayweather, Al Heyman, and Leonard Ellaby, those are the people we're still going to be signing to? These people are fucked up. Um, How are you going to stop your best? Yo, Tank, yo, let me tell you something about Tank. Okay. Tank. Turned down money from Vasily Lomachenko, yeah. Kevin Farmer, yeah. all on the all on behalf of Al Heyman. Is he as an uh, advisor? Don't you have a fiduciary duty to get your uh, the person that you're advising the best uh, the best deal, deal possible? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Services? Yeah, I agree. So, 
why is it that no one's ever called him out for him blatantly going against his fiduciary duties for the networks he's beholden to? Okay. Isn't that a conflict of interest, Lord? Part of the reason is where or the where else were they are they going to go? Because it's either it's either where else are they going to go? They it, can, okay, so think they, about the they options. They can go to go to match room. They can go to uh, they can go to Golden Blur. Boy, they can go to the zone because the zone is giving niggas money. Let's yeah, think about stupid it. Stupid money. Stupid money. The zone money. is giving niggas money. Yeah. The Saudis is giving niggas money. Yeah. So why am I going to be beholden to a black man that, hey, was a half ass janky music promoter oh that God. only got famous because of the fucking Jacksons? The Jacksons were a proven quantity <laughs> unto themselves. Let the me ask you. Let me ask you this before I let you go. So, what 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 where does Tank Haney and and Shakur go from here? Uh, Devin Haney did the hard work in the uh, lightweight division. Everybody wants to uh, feast on the carcass of a kid who can't make thirty five no more. But when Devin Haney was calling Tank out when he can make one thirty five, where the fuck was he? This is the shit I don't like. Okay, what, what like about okay? That's fair. Niggas. But now Shakur wanted to fight. And all of a sudden now, Devin doesn't want to fight Shakur. Because he can't make 135. How's the undisputed fucking champion supposed to go 50-50 and plus keep uh, keep, uh, killing himself to make a weight class that he hasn't been able to make healthily in the last four fucking years? I feel you. That's not fair. I feel you. He did the hard work. You can say whatever you want about the Lomachenko fight. And mind you, that Lomachenko fight should have happened earlier when he beat Abdullayev and became a fucking mandatory for him. But, oh, what happened? We got franchise status, right? Yeah. That's what the fuck you get when you do whole-ass shit. These niggas is whole-ass niggas. And for Shakur, I feel sorry for baby boy. I think he's the best at 35. I don't think Tank can fade him. I don't really? think Frank wait, 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 wait. him. You, you, really think, you really think so? Shakur will bust Tank's ass, bro. Tank is a hype job. You know why? <sighs> you say, oh, Tank is a... You think Tank is a good fighter, right? I say good. I didn't say great. I said he's good. Okay. Outside of Jose Pedraza, who has he beat for a real title that's not WBA regular or WBA interim? Okay, I'll I'll say this. I'll say out of all three of them that Shakur is the the best skilled fighter out of of the three. I agree. Okay, cool, cool. But I asked you a question about Tank Davis specifically. Yeah, well, yeah, he the ain't really, yeah, he, yeah, he ain't playing, yeah. So why niggas dick ride him, though? So why do niggas, so why do I keep hearing these hot-ass niggas say, oh, Tank this, Tank that? You know why? Because Tank, is a, because Tank is a star and he puts butts in seats. Okay, so what? what's the star quality of him? That's part because of being, but that's part of being a professional fighter. But that's part of it, though. Okay, so what does he do to put niggas in seats? He's not eloquent. He's not somebody that fucking can wow you with the vernacular at all. you right. Yo, bro, but, he's but knocking out C-rate fighters. He, so what makes him a star? I don't know he's what it is, but people show up and... You know and, why? You know what it is. What and is, I'm telling you what it is. <laughs> he's catching to people's fucking dysfunction. And you know I'm not gonna fucking stop and like let you get off with that. No. That shit is bullshit. Like, a, it's not what y'all think he think he is. This shit gets on my nerves. Like, what the fuck? Like, he's not what he's... Yo, bro, you have the silly Lomachenko calling you out for the last seven fucking years, yeah. and you still haven't faded this nigga? Yeah. Teofimo Lopez called you out. You still didn't fade that yeah, nigga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking 
Devin Haney called you out. Still haven't said that nigga. But, but guess what? But you out, out of everybody you just mentioned, but out of everybody you just mentioned, people for whatever reason are going to show up to watch Tank fight. And that at the end of the because day, I understand that. I'm with you. This is a sports Whoopee. business. I understand that. But if you're going to call somebody great, the only measure is your resume. That's why people are not sold on him. You can beat, uh, you can beat a whole bunch of motherfuckers, but who's the real niggas that you beat on your resume? Because you can say whatever you want about Crawford, or Crawford doesn't have the resume. He beat Spence Jr. effortlessly, and y'all would dick riding Spence Jr. to high heaven for the last eight, five years, right? Unified champ, WBC, IBF, and WBA, right? Well, yeah, you make it seem See, like it was is... a fluke. Like he he did, he put he put in work. I don't know what I don't know what else. Why it's like why why would you because not expect people? people... Go ahead, I'm sorry. Because people disrespected Crawford viciously and vehemently because they saw he didn't put in the work. Because you don't become an undisputed champion if you did not put in the work. I don't care who you fought. Okay. If you fight and you beat people for the world title in any weight class, you're that nigga. You're right. Mind you, but two, there's, there's nuances to it. 35, 40, and 47? I'm with huh? you, but Bud still has that bootlicker stamp on him. At the end of the day, at the, this is why... What's when, that bootlicker uh, stamp? What's... I'm, I'm, because he signed with Bob Arum. I'm, I, what I'm, I'm just saying right. is, when when it's all said and done, when they write the 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 you know write it out in the script, whatever the case, or, or or in the and on the tablets, they're not going to respect Bud for what he did for the, tonight or last night. He'll, okay, so he'll uh, never he'll is, never be considered gonna... number one pound for pound fighter in in Ring Magazine yeah, he, or whatever the case may be. He 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 is, but yo, know, ultimately, I don't view nobody from. 2000 down better from somebody from 1999 all the way up to 1900. Cause you know why these motherfuckers from the 19, from the 20th century had to deal with some shit that we never had to deal with. So that's why I do not put these motherfuckers with a Donald Curry, with a Marlon Starling. I'm not even going to put them with the A plus welterweights. Are y'all fucking crazy? Yo, bro. I'm fucking arguing with John T. Austin, the person who wrote uh, Lately and Sweet Lady for Tyrese yeah, on yeah, fucking yeah. Twitter. And he's fucking saying, oh, Bud would beat Wilfredo Benitez. Are we fucking kidding me here? Yo, bro, when you talk to boxing people who really study this shit, you, you gotta come correct. You gotta come correct. He said Tyson Fury would beat fucking Evander Holyfield. I love that man's pen, and I think he knows his a little bit about boxing, but let's really keep it a bucket. Who's Tyson Fury beat outside of Deontay Wilder and Vladimir Klitschko? When when he had a fucking mandatory to fight him to fight these motherfuckers, he didn't fight his mandatories like that. All right, he, let me. He, he, he didn't fight. Come on, B. No, I hear you. I hear no, you. these niggas, these niggas in boxing is fraud, and the people who are really real niggas, y'all don't like him because they signed to people. That aren't your hue and your skin complexion. But let's remember, the niggas your, of your hue and your skin complexion will fuck you over way worse than the other folks. If it ain't, and trust me, they will do it for little money. Because I have, I've heard horror stories about what fucking Floyd used to do to niggas 
and his gym if if Floyd didn't like you. Yeah. These niggas is whole-ass niggas. So that's why these people should not be overawed about these individuals because these motherfuckers do too much fucked-up shit. Just because this man signed with the Jew who runs the fucking world does not mean that he's a bad fighter. And that does not mean that you should treat him with any less respect than he should really be getting. Because ultimately, why are you getting mad about a man signing with a promoter and making his money? Because think about it. You're not going to pay his fucking bills. You're not going to do nothing for him. And it's this dick-riding, dysfunctional shit that I see, and I got to keep swallowing and fucking hearing this shit, bro. This shit is annoying. It it makes you not want to fuck with people who look just like you. Because something so innocuous in sports should not be getting a reaction out of people like this when they when people understand the nuances at work or you would hope they would some motherfuckers are that seriously dumb and is that what you're telling us love are these some people are that mentally compromised or, or delayed for them not to see what the fuck is the obvious yes i'm tired of shit og i, I hear you calm down brother all right brother i i gonna keep you now, nah, OG, it's always good talking to you. Like, I, how you feel about people when it comes down to the esoterics and shit? That's how I feel about the sports shit. That's what's up. That's what's up. My man. Yo, thank- OG, uh, uh, OG, before I go. Yeah. You know how fucked up it is that we seeing dogmen and the, uh, and the fucking government is telling people that aliens are real and nobody gives a fuck about there it? Ain't nobody. You know how crazy st- that shit is? Because we still got to go to work, got bills to pay. All right, cool. You see an alien with a fucking uh, until it comes in your backyard. I don't, yeah, until it comes in my backyard, I don't give a shit. I still gotta go to work. I still gotta pay these bills. That's how I look at it. Well, so what's this alien just say like, yeah, nah, I need you to, I need you to douse me, and you're not going to work tomorrow. What you gonna do? <laughs> the fuck? It's like people need to understand this more important shit out there, and people need to understand like, yo, yeah, something, something weird's coming to this country. And motherfuckers really need to start being more perceptive to it. All but right. Hey, it is what it is. That's what's up. Oh, geez. Thank you for picking up your fucking phone. Hey. You there know. <laughs> My man. <laughs> My OG is always all love, man. All right, bro. you later, yep. Yep. Thanks. <laughs> like, his skill set is, is, is crazy. What are, what, oh, what's but playing? What, what, what? Okay, wait. Okay. Shout out to my young bull. That's Chris. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I agree with ninety percent of everything he said. So, um, all right, I'm, I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm over it. Let's get on with the rest of this show. Uh, I'm over it. I'm over the uh, Spence Crawford thing. I just need to vent because it, 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 this is all cap. It's all BS. All right, let's do this. Let's get to the emergency. The nine one part of the nine one one call because they pretty much edit it and cut it down to like 20 seconds so we don't have the full 911 call but this is what we got so far all right let's go control to Egerton fire water rescue personnel echo 90 and echo unit respond to 79 79 turkey land cove for a 40 year old male possible drowning control to Egerton fire water rescue personnel echo 90 and an echo unit respond to number 79 79 turkey land cove road for a 40 year old male possible drowning unit acknowledge all right, that's all we got. That's all they released to the public. Once again, this is Lodge Business. 
which means it's none of our business. Um, you know, they gonna do what they gonna do. And I don't want this part. What did I wanted that? What's this? Is this what I wanted? Wait, 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 hold up. Let me see what this is first before I play it. What is this? All right, here we go. Let's can now Fox is on it. You know it's something when Fox picks it up. Once again, nothing's gonna happen to Obama. So everybody calm down, everybody relax. Nothing's gonna happen to these people. It's just you know, he saw something. Fox News alert. The Daily Mail is reporting that there's something strange going on with the police call logs on the night Obama's chef drowned. In the section where the cops are supposed to write the reason for the call, it was left blank. Could be a mistake, but every other call that night was properly filled out. Police haven't released the 911 call yet or said who made the call, but the logs also state that the call came from an address two miles away from the Obama home. But when this story first broke, we were told it came from the Obama's property. Indeed. Indeed. We're also finding out the 911 call was made by a woman. And we'll keep you updated on the story and give you answers as soon as we have them. Okay. Fox News alert. So now the new theory goes, it may not, it may not have been Michelle, but Sasha. I'm still going to go with Michelle, Barack, and Tafari were all out paddle boarding because I cannot see Obama, even with a, even with the rudder or with the paddle, being able to beat up Tafari. Um, I just don't see it. Uh, Barack would need help. Barack is how old? Let me see how old this man is. Mm, how old? Yes. How old is Barry? Barry is 61 years old. Now I'm all, I, I listen, I believe in old man strength. I get it. I get it. You know, these old, these old country, country time Negroes, super strength. You know, these old men, like our fathers and grandfathers is immaculate. They got super Saiyan strength, but I, there's no way that I could see Obama, even with a weapon taking out Tafari Campbell. Tafari was what, in his 40s. He was in pretty good physical shape. I just don't see Obama by himself, even with the paddle taking out and being able to beat up and beat down Tafari Campbell in a one-on-one fight. You understand? So I, I think he had help. And if, anybody, if, if any woman was able to physically help Obama, it would be Michelle. It would be Michelle. Okay, so now Fox is picking up on the call log. Once again, nothing's going to happen. Um, you know, it, it just it is what it is. Hold on, you don't. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Hold on, y'all. 
I swear, teenagers are the worst people on the planet. Teenagers suck. Teenagers suck. Okay. All right. Yeah, I, I, I'm of the ilk that um, Barry needed help to take out Safari. Allegedly. 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 Old man strength is real, but listen, Obama ain't got it. Come on, man. This is Obama. No, 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 no. You know what? Come on. Let's. <laughs> let's do this. <laughs> I don't know if I could do this. How strong is Obama? Come on, man. <laughs> like. Well, let's see. Oh, Obama. Brian Obama. Let me see. Now let me send it. Obama. Okay. Pause. But stop. This man is not. Listen, Barack. No, Barack's not beating nobody's ass. He's not whooping nobody's ass. I, I'm sorry. No. No, I don't think Obama has old man strength. No, <laughs> I don't think Obama has old man strength. I feel pretty confident in that. <laughs> right. Um, okay. I, I'm going to go ahead and get you up out of here. Two cents. Got you. No, not a problem. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I don't see, listen, Obama. Nah, nah, there's no old man strength here. Nah, <laughs> nah. I'm not worried about <laughs> if I saw Obama in an alley, in a, in a dark alley. And this is me. I'm not worried about, I'm not worried about Obama. I feel pretty good about my chances if I met Obama in a dark alley. You know what I'm saying? I feel pretty good about my chances. <laughs> Thank you. Such a mean child. Mean for no reason. Mm. Okay, is this my new one? Oh, wait, is that the old one? I'm sorry, guys. I'm doing stuff. I'm doing husband stuff. Is this one March 20? Okay, that's invalid. Okay. Because it's the new one. All right, all right. Hold up, y'all. Hold up. What's up? Uh-huh. Okay. All right. All right. Here we go. Back to the show, y'all. My bad. I'm just, just slightly distracted. Okay. All right. I'm not worried about Obama. Nah. He doesn't strike me as old, having old man strength. Okay. Let's get on to the next story. Let's do this. LeBron James. Let's keep it going. Does anybody know about his school? Not, not being able to pass anybody or the kids can't pass. What is this shit here? What is this? I, I promise school. So let's see here. <laughs> none of the, none of the, the students have scored proficient in Ohio's math proficiency test. Okay. Natasha, thank you for the five in the cash app. 
So the inaugural class of third graders at LeBron James's supported I Promise School, which I did a video about many, many years ago, that was basically tax funded by the people of Akron. And I got dragged for that. And then he made a charitable donation under his foundation and got a tax break for that. So basically, he spent none of his money to build this school. The people in that city that got taxed built this school. But let's continue. Uh, we'll soon start eighth grade. And for each of the last three years, none of those students have scored proficient in Ohio's math proficiency test. The fact was alarming to some Akron board, edu uh, uh, board of Education members who listened to an update during their meeting Monday on the school's progress. Uh, let's see. The school was placed on a state academic watch list for schools flagged for additional targeted support and improvement. To be added to the watch list, at least one of the school's student subgroups' performance must be in the lowest 5% of schools in the state. The school is 60% black, 28 and 28% of the 554 students have disabilities. <laughs> so they're getting monies for these disabled kids. Wow. It's a public school in the Akron Public Schools District, but it's supported by the LeBron James Family Foundation, which provides additional wrap up uh, wraparound services to students and also funds more staff to create smaller class sizes. Uh, let's see. Okay, you know what? Let's do this. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Is it going to let me play? Because I want to see who the principal of his school is. I have an idea. I have an idea of who the principal of LeBron's school is, but just humor me. Just humor me. Oh my God, these freaking ads, man. Okay, let's skip this ad. Oh no, that's not it. I don't want that. Okay, okay, okay. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, okay. Okay. Let's find out who the principal is. I have an idea. Um, LeBron James School Principal. Let's see what this person looks like. Okay, that was in 2021. Okay, so this is 2023. Tawana Ham. Oh, come on, man. Tawana Ham. Is this her? Well, we begin today. Wait, let me see. Hold up. Um, this is a this is a huge moment. No, no, um, no, 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 I want to. Well, we begin today actually with some serious news. The principal of LeBron James's I Promise School in Akron is on administrative leave after allegations that she hit a student. Will Uick is live in Akron this evening and joins us now with the details. So, Will, walk us through these allegations. Yeah, Betsy, Brandy Davis is the principal down here at the I Promise School. Course, she is Brandy right now put Davis, on paid okay. leave as Akron Public Schools looks into these allegations and does their investigation. Now, Davis, not only the principal here at the school since it began in 2018, but she's also been on the LeBron James Family Foundation board since it began as well. Hmm. This school is like no other. Um, we are going to be that groundbreaking school that will be a nationally recognized model. That was Davis back in 2018, preparing to lead the charge at the I Promise School when it first opened its doors to students. Yeah. 
In the police report, the mother of the student says Davis called her and said she hit her son after he said something she deemed offensive. A source uh -oh. tells 3 News that the principal lost her cool and slapped a student across the face in front of others. Uh -oh. Davis, a 20-year veteran of the Akron Public Schools, a teacher, assistant principal, and principal, and a graduate from the University of Akron. District spokesperson Mark Williamson released a statement to 3 News saying, quote, Akron Public Schools has begun an investigation into an allegation that a child was struck by a staff member at I Promise School. We take all such allegations seriously, while also respecting the rights of staff accused of wrongdoing to due process. Wow. IPS Principal Brandy Davis has been placed on administrative leave pending the outcome of our fact-finding investigation. End quote. 3 News is the media partner of the LeBron James Family Foundation, and we reached out to them about this matter. They sent a statement saying, quote, We are family, and that means we support every one of our I Promise educators, students, and family members through anything they may be going through. In this and in every case, we will always do everything we can to make sure all are loved and supported during these times as we learn and grow as a family. End quote. Okay. The I Promise School here in Akron was founded for students that were deemed academically at risk. They actually just graduated their original class of 2021 a few months ago. A story, Betsy, that will continue to stay on and provide any details. Okay, as we who get them was in the principal before then? So this was the one. Where is, where is it at? What's her name? Not Brandy, Tawana Ham. Okay, let's look her up. Let's see what she looks like. Shall we, Tawan? Nah. Ham. Images. It's not her. Is that her? That was her. So we have a we have a common theme here. invited their recently appointed principal, Tawana Ham, into the school's calling media lab for an interview. Talk about nervous. Imagine interviewing your principal. Get those big exclusive interviews. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's what Principal Ham had to say about her new role. Take a look. Hi, I'm Kalia Wilson from the I Promise School. Our school has a new principal, Tawana Ham. Principal Ham joins me now. Yeah. So we'll do. Create a shared vision for the school. And that takes a lot of people, so I have to make sure I have the proper... Okay, you know what? I could go somewhere with this when it comes to education and a certain gender. I, I could go there, but I'm not going to go there. I'm just not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be... I'm going to... I'm going to remain classy about this. I'm not going to go there. Just not going to do it. Not going to do it. Okay. Let's get to the 11 year old that was arrested for making prank phone calls to 911. I think this uh, Carly Russell thing has, has sparked a wave and people not going to be putting up with this dumb shit anymore. We don't care how old this child is. You play these games. Stay calm. You can talk to your parents. We can open the window and let you talk to them. Nothing's going to happen to you. Do you understand that? Okay. I'm telling you this right now, you're going to take this as a lesson at 11 years old that if you do something stupid in the future, you're going to enjoy those cuffs. I'm not going to do this again. No, don't be now. This is going to be an opportunity for you to turn <laughs> this into a learning experience. This is not something you're going to carry with you for the rest of your life, okay? Stay calm. You can talk to your parents. We can open the window and let you talk to them. Nothing's going to happen to you. Do you understand that? Okay. I'm telling you this right now, you're going okay, to take this okay, as a okay. You know, this is going to be an opportunity. All right, all right. This little heifer here, she wanted to play these games. And uh, over a YouTube challenge, how stupid can you be? How stupid can you be?
They're not playing with y'all any at, anymore. Kids or no kids, adults, they're not playing. Oh, y'all on commercial break. Come on, man. All right, so an 11-year-old has been arrested and charged with a felony. This is in Florida after falsely reporting that her friend had been kidnapped when she was inspired by an online challenge. Thinking it would be funny, according to Volusia uh, Sheriff's Office in Florida, located approximately 60 miles northeast of Orlando, the 11-year-old girl sent a text to a dispatcher at the Sheriff's Communication Center at 9.45 a.m. informing that her 14-year-old friend had been kidnapped by an armed male driver dri- driving a white van on South I-95 in Oak Hill and that she was following in a blue Jeep. The alert prompted multiple deputies from, from Volusia, uh, along with Edgewater, New Smyrna, uh, and Port Orange. Okay, so... <laughs> And then Volusia's aviation unit, Air One, to search for the suspect vehicle, but no van was found during the massive search. For the next hour and a half, the girl text updates, including a description of the male suspect and that he had a gun. Ultimately, deputies were directed to a home in Portage, uh, uh, Port Orange by investigative means, tracking the cell phone used to text 911. It was 10.30 a.m. when deputies arrived at the home on Poppy Lane in Port Orange and contacted the 11-year-old girl's father who informed the authorities that she was currently inside the home with her family. As deputies approached the girl, she was holding her cell phone, which was ringing as she walked out to meet the deputies. The girl reportedly told deputies she got the idea to prank 911 through a challenge she watched online and thought it would be funny. This kind of prank activity is dangerous. We're going to investigate every incident, but today it wasted valuable resources that might have helped someone who, uh, who legitimately <laughs> legitimately needed our help. The 11-year-old has been charged with making a false report concerning the use of a firearm in a violent manner, a felony and misuse of 911, a misdemeanor. She was taken to the Family Resource Center after the incident for processing before being transferred to the Volusia Regional Juvenile Detention Center where she currently remains. Oof. Oof. The sheriff took the opportunity to warn parents about just how important it is to closely monitor their children's use of social media and announced that they will be hosting five 90-minute community forums through the end of August to help parents protect their kids from internet dangers. Stop playing these fucking games. Stop playing these games with these people. <laughs> Stop playing. These are some badass kids. Like, why? 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 All right. Okay. Let me get to, to the next story. Which one is this? Where do I go? Where do I go? Where do I go? Crypto medical injury. Let's do this. Let's do the WEF's plans. The World Economic Forum. If you haven't heard of the World Economic Forum, I don't know what else to tell you. Um, get ready. They got plans. They got plans. Is this it? No. No. Okay. That's not it. Move the trash. Here we go. Here we go. This is just the beginning. The World Economic Forum. All right, here we go. Joining me now is Ned Ryan, American CEO. Ned, great to see you tonight. It seems that the goal of uh, this crowd is to, to kind of create the same panic 
about climate change that they successfully created around COVID. Do I have this wrong? No, you have it correct. I mean, first of all, we have to accept the World Economic Forum is a fanatical political organization that uses fear and manipulation like COVID hysteria, like the hoax of global warming, to really facilitate people thinking that somehow they're the saviors, but really all you're doing is helping them accomplish their goal, which really is a global public-private fascist movement and fusion Mm -hmm. of big government, big tech, big money to create a technocratic ruling elite, which conveniently is them. And and really, Laura... Well, we're going to get to the technocratic part in a minute, but let's continue. If you want to look at it a different way, too, with the World Economic Forum, they want to create feudalism 2.0, in which we are serfs and they are the lords ruling over us. You'll, you'll have nothing and be happy is one of the, the things that comes out of Davos. That's what they're aiming for. They're aiming for feudalism in which we are serfs and, and we should be happy that they are, are ruling over us. Okay, that's the first part of this. Here comes the second part. Now, I've been meaning to cover this for the last couple of weeks. Thanks. Shout out to RC. I, I just... You know, I had to find a a tie into it. So when I saw that clip, I was like, "Okay, cool. So once again, the World Economic Forum back at it again says CBDCs must be implanted under your skin if you want to participate in society. The WEF, which is the World Economic Forum, declared that all citizens must be implanted with a CBDC microchip in the very near future in order to be able to fully participate in society and do basic things such as purchase food and water. According to Professor Richard, Richard Werner, uh, in the very near future, citizens will need to use the latest technology such as a CBDC chip uh, implant in order to access their bank accounts. Um, professor Richard, Richard Werner is an economist and professor of banking and finance. He's known as the proponent of a new post-crisis monetary policy he called quantitative easing. Now, we've heard this term many, many years ago, quantitative easing, which he proposed in Japan in 95 as chief uh, economist of a British investment bank. He also worked as a researcher at the University of Oxford, the Bank of Japan, the Development Bank of Japan, and the Asian Development Bank. Okay, let's see where, okay. Uh, quarter of one and two central banks step in. Okay. So for those that want to know what quantitative easing is basically, um, for the central bank to step in and purchase the non-performing assets in the banking system, the central bank buys up non-performing assets at face value. And the problem is solved. Banks have a strong balance sheet, but that he won't be, but that it won't be enough to get banks to increase the credit. So then he proposed quantitative easing too, which allows the central bank to force the banks to create more money and push it into the economy. This would be accomplished with central banks buying assets, uh, i.e. property from the non-bank sectors. The money the non-bank sectors receive from the sale of the property would then be deposited into the seller's bank account. When an economy is experiencing deflation, that's how central banks can push money into the economy directly. Okay. Let's get into it. You have to think of CBDCs as a control system or a permit system, not a currency. It's a conditional currency based on you actually getting the, that permit. Now, if you happen to be some kind of critic of government policy or a critic of central banks, this could be difficult. Or if you dare to step out of the 15-minute city zone. What? If you dare to step out of the 15-minute city zone, you know, maybe you'll find that 
oh, my CBDC is, is not working. Of course, there are things we've seen already in China. There's plenty of videos where somebody tries to use it to buy a ticket and it doesn't work because his social credit scores are low. Wow. You will comply. You will comply. And effectively, there's no right, though there's no real right to appeal. With very few people controlling the very many, the controllers will use computers and algorithms to run the system. If you appeal the blocking of CBDCs, you'll be dealing with automated responses. Uh, Professor Werner explained that the central planners, as he calls them, orchestrate inflation to cover up changes to banking systems. For example, the 1970s high inflation was orchestrated to cover up the move of the gold-backed U.S. dollar to the petrodollar. And the high inflation we experienced in 21, 2021 to 22 has been orchestrated to cover up the move from the petrodollar to CB, CBDCs. Oh, this is crazy. Okay, so it continues. Proof that this was a deliberate action, Professor Werner said, was that just before COVID in August 2019, there was a conference in Jackson Hole of the annual Central Bankers Conference, but it invited BlackRock, the biggest, the biggest asset manager, and BlackRock made a proposal. They said there will be another crisis, but this time we should create inflation. They never explain why. They just say we must create inflation, and here's how we're going to do it. And they cited my proposal without mentioning my name, of course. And there's one more factor. Uh, the Federal Reserve hired BlackRock in March of 2020 to buy assets. Uh, quantitative easing was for a deflationary situ situation, but the way that they were using it had to cause inflation. There was no doubt, and they knew it because they even said it. So this current inflation is entirely intentional, created by the central banks, by the central planners. So how are we going to punish them for this? Oh, let's give them more powers. Let's give them unprecedented powers over everything, over life on Earth through central bank digital currencies. Mm, mm, mm. Okay. At the moment, there's talk about CBDCs being used via phone apps, phone-based apps. Yes, there is the initial phase, but what was already roughly, was already ready around 2015 is the ultimate goal. What they really want, apparently, I was told by a central banker, is CBDC looks like a small grain of rice. That they want to put under your skin, which is my, which is a view, of, uh, which is my view, is a violation of human dignity. And they realize that there is a hurdle to get people to accept this. So they're using crisis, disruption, and unemployment to introduce universal basic income. That UBI shit is about to rear its ugly head again to soften the public up to accepting a CBDC chip implanted under the skin. You will get 2,000 euros into your account every month. But of course, to run this efficiently, they say... We need to use the latest technology, so you need the CBDC chip implant. Take everything presented to you guys with a huge grain of Himalayan salt. This is all fiction. Fiction, fiction, fiction. None of it is real. Okay? None of this is real. Yikes. Okay, we have... Let me see, do I have it? Okay. A medical injury. We have a medical injury. I want to cover it. It'll be my, f I got one more. Okay, no, no. Before I get there, before I get there, I forgot to cover this story, y'all. Jasmine Sullivan. Jasmine Sullivan. Um, You know, we, we are in the very beginning month of, of, of Jason. So Jasmine Sullivan lost her mother. Her mother, Pamela, died on Saturday at the age of 64, nearly four years after she was diagnosed with breast cancer. Okay. Uh, let's see. So real quick, let's cover this. You, mommy, 
are the prettiest picture, the best lyrics, and sweetest melody, melody I've ever heard. On Saturday, Jasmine Sullivan's mother, Pam Joy Sullivan, passed away. Uh, singer revealed the tragic news in Instagram posts. Uh, I don't have the words yet, mommy. So for now, I'll say thank you, thank you, thank you. Rest now, butterfly. Blue butterfly emoji. Broken heart emoji. Okay. Um, Pam was first diagnosed with inflammatory breast cancer in October of 2019. Okay. Uh, she said, our days were no longer filled with convos of you telling me to hurry up and finish my project. But if chemo treatments and hospital visits, shit got real fast. Uh, but if being your daughter has taught me one thing, it is how to work with something ugly, painful, even and make it a work of art. So that's what we've been doing since October, trying to make beauty of this ugliness. Uh, she continued to watch you handle yourself with such grace, wisdom, strength and empathy for others while you're going through the toughest time in your life has been the most beautiful thing I've ever witnessed. You, mommy, are the prettiest picture, the best lyrics, sweetest melody, blah, 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 blah. Okay. And I'm so proud uh, and proud to be your daughter. All right. Okay. Okay. That was your mom getting her hair cut. Okay. All right. Jason, once again, is off to a, a, a strong start. One of the strongest starts in recent years that I can rec I remember. Okay. Oh, yes. The medical injury. The medical injury. All right. Listen. This. What we're seeing now is, is not. It, it just pales in comparison. In a couple more years, this will be the norm. Let's get right to it. Let's see. All right, let's get to it. Let's get to it. Can you get question validation? Yes, we can. Yeah, hi. Are you a pharmacist? Yes, how can I help? Yeah, hey, I've got a question. My wife, um, against my wishes, brought my son, seven-year-old son in there yesterday, or sorry, a few days ago for a COVID jab, and he's now in the hospital with myocarditis. Um, and I was... Obviously not very happy with you guys or with my wife. Um, she told me that she was not told that was a potential side effect. So why wouldn't you have told her that? Okay. Um, sorry. Um, so it's quite a rare um, side effect as well. No, it's uh, not. That. No, it's yeah. not because I've been doing research. It's common. In, in the U.S., there's tens of thousands of them reported to the CDC site. So why are you not telling parents this? Um. Uh, we might scare the parents and they don't want to get their child vaccinated. Yeah, so so you don't want to scare the parents with something that is actually happening is that's crazy. happened to my kid. Are you okay. out of your mind? Are you out of your mind? You don't want to Have scare you... them. You need to give them the right information so they can make a proper decision. What is wrong with you? You don't Have want you to told... scare them. I'm recording this conversation as well, and this is going to a lawyer next. Thank you for admitting that. So why don't you tell them? When, when someone comes in there and says, hey, what can go wrong? What do you say? Sore arm? Have you um, seen the amount of dead people? Have you seen it? Has your wife asked before giving consent to give... She asked her, what the side effects are. Does she ask? I'm not sure because I wasn't there. It doesn't the, matter. You're supposed to yeah. tell people this can happen. No, my kid. So you know what the prognosis is? 
You know what it is? Possible death within five years. Twenty mm. percent of people with myocarditis die. It is a permanent damaged heart. It mm. is not temporary. He's okay, facing so a heart transplant because of you. Because you didn't want to scare her. You know, no kids have died from COVID. Not a single healthy kid. And you're giving this stuff out, and you're not warning people. What is wrong with you? Mm. So there are information online that you can look up no, and also no. look. Have you, you talked the to the shot. helpline? No, you gave the shot. When someone comes in there and asks what the side effects are, you don't not say because it might scare them from the shot. Is it, what is wrong with you? So the benefit of getting the vaccination is... So we're giving the vaccination because the benefit outweighed the risk? No, there isn't. Wow. Do you know I'm looking at a Johns Hopkins study? Not There have been 400 people under 18 die in the United States. 330 million people. Not one of them was healthy. They had cancer, leukemia... Uh, obesity, something wrong with them. Not one kid has died or ended up in the hospital. So the benefits are zero to my kid. Why did you not tell them? It's up to you to tell them. Then we make a decision. Not you. You tell us, okay, it's rare, but it happens. You didn't okay. tell her that, did you? Mm. I, I'm not sure. I wasn't the, fa- the vaccinator at that time. said you're not doing it. So when the next kid walks in there with a mother for a shot, are you going to tell them, hey, I just got a call from someone. Their kid's heart is destroyed. Keep that in mind. That can happen. Are you going to tell them that? Yeah, this is crazy. Are you? I, I cannot answer you that. Well, why can't you? Because it's going to go in a court and well, you'll answer it. You just admitted that you don't tell people because you don't want to scare them. I, it's recorded. No, I, I'm I not sure. Huh? Sorry, I wasn't the pharmacist that did the vaccination. You just I, said it. You <laughs> just I don't know what the situation here. is. Yeah, right. So I don't know what she talked in the vaccination area. I'm not sure. You I cannot speak. You, no, don't crazy. try and do I cannot that. speak. No. On behalf of who, the pharmacist that vaccinated. You just told me you don't tell people because you might scare them. I have it on a recording. Do you want me to play it back? Every call I make, because I'm in finance, every call I make is recorded. Every email I sent is recorded. Every message okay. I sent must be recorded. Because I work out of New York and I live in New Zealand. It's all recorded because of the, the SFC requires it. You are recorded. Mm. Uh, I'm sorry. So you're telling people, I, I you're not telling them they could get damaged. So in case you scare them from taking a shot that can kill them, right? Is that correct? Wow. Are you brain dead? What is wrong with you? Sorry, I don't think we should converse, continue this conversation. No, we should, because are you going to tell people this is a risk when they come through there? My kid's screwed. You screwed him. What about everyone else? What are you going to do? Jeez, this is bad. You've ruined the life. It's on your, it's on you for the rest of your life. This kid is screwed because of you, because you, your policy there is to not tell people that she these vaccines care, are bro. dangerous and deadly. Have you seen all the care. people dying in their sleep? Hundreds of them. Have you seen yesterday an NFL first round draft pick 24 died? An NBA first round draft pick died four days ago, dead after the shot. Are you seeing that? Or are you sitting there in your bubble collecting your 50 bucks every shot you give, you murderer? Damn. So what are you going to do? Are you going to tell parents? Are you going to say, look, this is what can happen. It's not a sore shoulder. It, that's usual, but they can ruin their lives. How do you feel about that? You're ruining lives. Are you going to tell them or not? Or are you going to continue to do this? Um, that's mm. not mm. what mm. the decision that I make. Yeah, I'm just a cop. It isn't. So you're just, <laughs> just going to tell people oh, nothing can go wrong and more kids are going to end up in the hospital with ruined hearts, right? That's the plan? Because you can't make that decision. And you'd hate for them not to take the shot, right? Because then you don't get your 50 bucks, do you? So we always ask consent for the parent before we do the vaccination. Yeah, but you don't tell them what can go wrong. Of course you ask consent. The parent came there with the kid. It's obvious consent. Why are you not telling them what can go wrong? I'm sure they're asking, but you're like, oh, no, nothing goes wrong. Just a sore shoulder, right? You don't tell them that 
the crazy guy called you and said his kid's life is ruined because of what you did a few days ago. Mm-hmm. Do you or will you? You are sick. You are sick. You are twisted. You are evil. You're a monster. You're wrecking lives. You're killing babies. You're killing children. You're killing mothers. You're disgusting. Totally disgusting. Do you not see that? Okay. You need to at least tell them this can go wrong. Because when you... Oh, shit. My bad. My bad. That was me. My bad. Shit. <laughs> don't. This happens. Don't you see that? Are you so fucking stupid? You fucking murdering bitch. Oh. Fuck. And you're going to continue to do it. Oh, I don't make that. You fucking moron. You are fucking sick in the brain. You're fucking mentally retarded. Oh. Uh, okay. Um. Yeah, that's going to end tonight's show. Um. I will definitely move this off YouTube because I, I don't have the the patience to deal with YouTube right now. So <laughs> I will move this everywhere but YouTube. Um, if you don't follow me on Spotify, follow me on Spotify. Like, because please, it's Spotify. And why not? So, yeah, I'm going to put this on everything except YouTube. So, um, yeah, shout out to everybody that came to hang out. And uh, I still believe in my heart of hearts this the the Spence Crawford fight was 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 fixed. I don't care what y'all say, I don't care what you say, I don't care. So, with that being said, thank you for everybody hanging out. Um, shout out to my, my man DJ Music um, out of South Carolina. With that being said, yeah, mm hmm, mm hmm. What's the link to my Spotify? Listen, it's Super Slot seventy five. Yo, my my Spotify is it's life, you know. It's, yeah, I'm putting it on Rumble. You know what? Yeah, you know what? I'll put it on everywhere. It'll be on the Wake Up Rumble, Patreon, Spotify. I'm just gonna take it off of YouTube just just because it's still a sensitive climate that we're in, and I don't feel like ruffling any feathers at this point. So with that being said, what? It was a fix, bruh. Damn, what y'all talking about? It was a fix. F I X X. So I'll catch y'all later. Peace. <laughs>